Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny as we roll along, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline, Marcus Spears on the way. Bubba's here. Hembo's here. Delighted that you were here. And I don't know what this says about me. 30 years I'm in the business, and I still get this level of excited. I'm fired up. I can't sit still. I love this stuff, and I, and I think we've all developed a renewed appreciation for it based upon having had it taken away for a little while. And again, I know, and I've said it a million times, and I'll continue to say it a million times. Losing sports for a few months and whatever else we've lost in sports are very low on the list of the considerations that we've gone through during this pandemic. But I'm a sports person, and I will tell you, when it was gone, I missed it, and I've, I've treasured it since it's come back. And I'm looking forward to this Super Bowl, I think, as much as any that I've ever seen, and I've already told you who's going to win. Hashtag KOD. The Kiss of Death. Kansas City 37, Tampa Bay 34, and the very simple reason is Patrick Mahomes. I just don't bet against that guy. You know, when I wrote up some picks for the television show this morning, I wrote, there's one simple rule in Super Bowls. You don't bet against the GOAT, but in this game, that doesn't really narrow it down. Because while Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, Patrick Mahomes is the best. Just simply the best. And it is that simply that I pick them based on this. If you don't agree with me, if you have any issue with my saying Patrick Mahomes is the best, then just ask yourself the following question. Would you right now, if I gave you the option, if you would bet, let's say you bet an amount of money that desperately mattered to you, which by the way, you should never do. But let's say you bet an amount of money that really mattered to you on this game, win or lose, just straight up money line, no points, who's going to win? And you have that on Kansas City. And I told you, You could replace Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback for the Chiefs with any quarterback in the history of the sport at any moment in their career. Would you do it? Would you replace him with Sammy Baugh at his best, Otto Graham at his best, Bart Starr at his best, Johnny Unitas at his best, Terry Bradshaw at his best, Roger Staubach at his best, Joe Montana at his best. Just go on and on all the way through the most current guys, including Tom Brady at his best. My answer is no. Anybody disagree? I'm looking for a show of hands, and I'm not seeing too many. I'm not expecting there to be many, because that's the reality. This guy is the best, and you don't pick against the best guy when you're picking the Super Bowl. 37-34, Kansas City. Meanwhile, Mr. Hembo here is responsible for our trivia this morning. What is our trivia question for those just joining us? The Chiefs led the NFL in total offense this season, the most yards. Which is the last team to win the Super Bowl with the number one offense in the NFL? I think, see, we call it sneaky Hembo on Get Up. You said the last team? The last team happens to be the only one to do so in the last 20 years. 20 years. I think the one I was going to go back to goes back 21 years. The greatest show on turf, Rams, have to have led the league in offense that year, and they did it, And right? they were the second most recent team Okay, to do so. that was the team that I thought of. So that's who did it more recently. The 2009 Saints, the Drew Brees Saints in oh, yeah. 2009. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very good. I like that. And, of course, they win the Super Bowl on a pick six. So you never know how these things are going to go. <laughs> the great offense goes in there, and they wind up taking a pick back on Peyton Manning, and that's how these things turn out. Looking forward to the Super Bowl, and so... Bubba, give me some music. I'm going to give you five things you absolutely need to know as you get set to watch this Super Bowl. We've done these the last few days. One of them involved the gambling. One of them involved the history. And this one involves the X's and O's. Number five. At number five, including playoffs, Tom Brady is two and three in his career against Steve Spagnuolo. 
The defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs has been a problem for Brady, including in maybe Brady's most disappointing Super Bowl defeat. The year they would have been 19-0. Those Giants, that NASCAR package, that 17-14 win, Steve Spagnuolo was the one who designed the defense. It is Brady's worst record against any defensive coordinator he's ever faced more than three times. In five games against Spag's defenses, Brady's been sacked 13 times and produced only nine touchdowns in five games. Spag's has been a problem for Brady. So all the talk that we have here about the Tampa Bay defense, keep an eye on what Kansas City does. This defensive coordinator has had Brady's number. Number four. Number four. These teams played week 12, as you know. And Tyreek Hill, well, what can you say? He had 13 catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. 211 of those yards came against Carlton Davis. That is the largest output allowed by any player in a game over the last five seasons, according to NFL Next Gen Stats. There's one thing that we know with absolute certainty. You will not see Tyreek Hill manned up one-on-one the entire night. Not Not by Carlton Davis, not by anybody. In fact, my prediction, I gave you this on a prop earlier. Take the under on Tyreek Hill receiving yards. The one thing Tampa's not going to let happen is Tyreek throw up those deuces. I think they will. that is the poison you pick. You do not let him beat you. Because he's the guy who can beat you from 80 yards away on one play. Make them beat you by 1,000 paper cuts and hope you stop him in the red zone or that there's a, Mahomes makes one mistake somewhere along the line. You let Tyreek Hill beat you, you have no chance to win. Number three. Number three. As you watch this game, remember that I told you this. If you see Mike Evans on an island, the ball's going in his direction, including playoffs. Mike Evans has caught eight touchdowns this year when isolated, meaning he's the only receiver on one side of the field. No other player in the league had more than five. He had eight. So when they get down to that red zone, if you see Mike Evans all by himself on one side of the field, that's where the football is going. Number two. Number two, the best defense against Patrick Mahomes is no defense at all. You just have to keep him off the field. He has only lost nine games in his NFL career. In those, the opponents averaged 35 rushes for 166 yards. The Chiefs are 22-1 and when Mahomes starts and they win the time of possession. This is critical. The Buccaneers have to be balanced not only for what it does for their own offense, but for what it does for their defense as well. But finally, here's the most important thing I can tell you. One injury in this game really does matter. Over the last two seasons, the Chiefs are 27-1 when Mahomes starts along with left tackle Eric Fisher. They're 3-3 when Mahomes starts without him. Mahomes has only taken 18 snaps without Fisher this whole season. They all came after he tore his Achilles two weeks ago against Buffalo. So Eric Fisher has been critically important to Patrick Mahomes and to this offense, he will not be there against this pass rush on Sunday. And that, or those, are five things you need to know heading into this Super Bowl. By the way, the NBA will help get you ready as we run through this weekend. We're on ESPN Radio tomorrow night. Luca and the Mavs hosting the Warriors. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 o'clock Eastern time on most of these ESPN radio stations. All right, Hembo's doing Super Bowl trivia for us all day. Do you have another one for us, Mr. Hembo? I do. Greeny, my question for you is this. Who is the only quarterback to throw 40 regular season touchdown passes in a Super Bowl winning season? 40 regular season touchdown passes 
in a year that his team wins the Super Bowl? I like that question. I've got a guess. Let's see if I get it right, and we'll see if you get it right as we continue next. Greening on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on our weekly rewind brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Those are some thoughts I had earlier this week about what I think is the greatest Super Bowl quarterback matchup we've ever seen and hopefully one of the memorable Super Bowls you'll ever see. And as I look back over the course of this week, great job on the guest list this week. Josh Drew books our guests here. and We've had everyone from Joe Montana to Tua Tungavailoa to so many other interesting um, people. Chase Young was terrific this week. So lots of football conversation, as you would imagine. And now we head headlong into Super Bowl 55. We root for the best. We selfishly root for weather not to be a major factor. This, all this talk about the possibility of rain, including maybe soaking rain. So I hope we don't get that. I, I hope whatever happens, this game isn't decided by the weather, but it's been a fun week here. And our thanks to our friends at Dell uh, for sponsoring our weekly rewind. And my thanks to my friend Hembo, who provides our morning sort of trivia questions all about the Super Bowl. I, I, go ahead. Read this one again for those just joining us. Greeny, who is the only quarterback to throw 40 regular season touchdown passes in a Super Bowl winning season? All right. So you asked me a question a few minutes ago to which I gave you the answer the greatest show on turf, St. Louis Rams. And so there's, even though that turned out not to be the right answer, um, that's the first one that jumps to my mind again. Now, you would never give me the two answers that were the same, but it wasn't the right answer, so I'm not going to talk myself out of it. I have to believe Kurt Warner threw 40 touchdowns that year. That's right. Kurt Warner in 1999 threw right. 41. Thank God. Uh, it's only happened once? Once. There's 16 uh, instances of a quarterback throwing 40 touchdown passes in a season. Three this year, including Tom Brady. Kurt Warner is the only one to win the Super Bowl in that season. But Mahomes did not? No. Who threw 40 touchdowns this year? Brady and who else? R- uh, Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Brady. Brady, made, how many did do you have it in front of you? Yeah. How many Mahomes threw? Mahomes this year threw 38 touchdown passes. He didn't play the last game. That's right. And so there have only been 16 instances it used to be very rare, yeah. right? Like super duper rare. And now we're seeing it more a little bit with the, the way the offenses have opened up. Okay, interesting. Uh, so I got that one right. So I'm one for something against Tembo today, which means I'm not nearly as good as this as Dan Graziano. Meanwhile, let's get to this. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. All right, credit where it's due. Question of the day comes from Nuno Teixeira, who is a producer of this fine radio program. You're on the mark, Teixeira. Uh, we, by the way, have decided we need to do something with that. 
The fact that Nuno has the same last name as Mark Deshara is funny, if only to us. And we have to find some way to play off of that. Like when he sends me a text message, we have to say, a text message from Nuno Teixeira. Um, but anyway, he uh, posed this question, and I think it is worth bringing to the air. And the question is simply this. Is there anything that can happen in this game that would impact Brady's legacy in a negative way? Is there any negative impact that this game could have on Brady's legacy? And my initial reaction was, hell no. Tom Brady is the greatest player of all time, whether he wins or loses this game. The simple fact that he's in this game at this age is an extraordinary testament to his longevity, to his greatness, to everything else that makes him Tom Brady. So my first answer was, hell no. I then thought about it a little more. And I thought to myself, the only thing is, if he has some dramatic blunder, which I consider to be unlikely, but if he has some dramatic blunder that just flat costs his team the game, if he, like, I'm thinking back to Brett Favre's interception in the NFC Championship mm. game when he was a, a, a saint and he threw that terrible ball across his body against Minnesota. Against, uh, excuse me, he was a Viking against the Saints. Sorry. And he threw that terrible ball against his body. When I had him on a, a few months ago, he said that was still his biggest regret mm. as a player. That kind of play, if, if he has something like that, Again, it doesn't change the fact, don't get me wrong, it doesn't change the fact that he's the greatest player of all time. But it, it, does, it does become something you remember. You know, it does become something that in the, like he's never really been the reason they've lost. Like when you look back at the two Super Bowls that, that they lost to the Giants, you don't look back at those and say, well, Brady played bad. I mean, the second one was the famous Wes Welker drop and all of that. And, and we look back at the first one, the miracle catch by Tyree and the rest of that. And then the third one, Tom Brady threw for 500 yards, uh, did not have an interception. His team never punted, and they wind up losing. So Brady has actually been basically brilliant in losses. If he were to have a really bad game, or if he were to make like a critical mistake that costs them the game, do not get me wrong. Historically, he remains leaps and bounds the greatest player of all time. It's not even a discussion. But it does go into the memory bank. Does that sound reasonable to you? Like you will remember it in the way you remember big moments that were missed. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I, no one is comparable to Brady, so I'm not going to give you one. Jordan didn't have anything like that. Like Jordan doesn't have a moment like that. I'm thinking, I don't know, if you're a Nick fan, you love Patrick Ewing, but you remember the, the running one-hander that he missed. But part of the reason that you remember that is because he never won a championship. I don't know. What do you think? I think that the reason we, we remember Brett Favre's the way that you just described is because it was the last thing. Right. So if this, this, we, we are not assuming that this is Brady's last chance at this. Right. That to me makes a difference. Hambo, what is your answer? I mean, that's Hambo. Uh, Bubba, you tell me the answer to this question. Is there anything that could happen on Sunday that would in any way adversely affect Tom Brady's legacy? No. I agree with that. That's a good definitive. See, that's good. We're getting mm. somewhere. That's a good, quick, definitive answer from him, uh, from Bubba. I like it. All right, Valentine's is all about the wow factor, so win big with an enviable bouquet of red roses from 1-800-Flowers right now. You can get 18 red roses for just $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter my name, Greeny, as the code. <laughs> We have one more trivia question for us today, Hembo. I do agree. Let's my, hear it. It is, which is the only Super Bowl champion that featured multiple thousand-yard rushers? 
the only Super Bowl champion with multiple thousand-yard rushers. Okay. You, you have asked that question to the wrong person because I'm old. I'm old enough to remember it. I think I know the answer. We'll see if you do, and Marcus Spears will join me live next, counting it down to the Super Bowl on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Oh, I like this song, by the way. Greeny with you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. This is the weekend. The song Blinding Lights, and you will see it prominently featured at halftime of the Super Bowl. And I've grown to, I, I learned, I didn't know the song previously, but it's on that commercial that they run like 8,000 times during every game. And so I wound up listening to the song, and I wound up liking the song. I like The Weeknd. What I've read of him, I like very much, and I'm looking forward to his halftime show. Is he in your workout mix? The he, this song is on, that song is on my cardio playlist. And what I can also tell you about him, A, he has a very interesting story. Like just a few years ago, he had no money at all and was like sleeping on friends' couches and all that. And mm. now he's playing the Super Bowl halftime. Wow. Second, because I do all this work for Pepsi, I've seen some of the mock-ups of it. Now, they can't do at halftime this year what they usually do. You can't have a thousand people run out onto the field. So this is going to be some sort of experience unlike anything they've ever done. I don't know what it's going to be, but I can tell you, The weekend put $7 million of his own money into whatever it is they're doing. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, he put his money where his mouth is, one way or the other. Uh, okay, Marcus Fear is going to join me in a second. Uh, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. But Hembo has got the trivia question. Go. Greeny, you should know this. My question is, which is the only Super Bowl champion with multiple thousand-yard rushes? I absolutely got this wrong. I was positive I was right. I wasn't sure which of the two Super Bowls it was, but I thought it was one of the two Dolphins teams in the early 70s that would have been Larry Zonka and Jim Kick. But you already told me I'm wrong. The 72 Dolphins is the correct answer. Larry Zonka is part of the correct Mercury answer. Morris? Correct. Get out of here. Yeah. So Mercury Kick Morris. didn't have 1,000 yards, but Morris did. Correct. Kick never had 1,000 yards, but Morris did. How about that? See, we learn something new every day. This is the reason that we do it. Let's bring Marcus Spears into the conversation on that note, who has done such a terrific job all year and all week getting us set for Super Bowl 55. Hello again, Marcus Spears. 
Gee, what's up, brother? Well, I'm good. And you're down there, and we're getting ready for this. And here, here's what I really would like Gee, to do. Gee, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Let me ask you a question, man. Yes. I'm having a, I'm having a little crisis. Tell me. How do I cut the back of my cigar, and I don't have a cigar cutter? There are a lot of ways to do it. You're asking me, cut the back of your cigar. I mean, you can use just a, a knife, a pair of scissors. Just a knife? Yeah. Okay. Just a regular right. knife, you can knife. do it, a okay. pair of scissors. It's just it's just like cutting things. Um, I, I've well, you seen know people. I'm on the road. I don't have them tools available to me, so I just needed to figure out how to do it. You strike me as the okay. kind of person who would just bite off the end of the cigar, Marcus, knowing you as I do. Gee, that's what I did. And it wasn't <laughs> how about that? See, I got it right. Uh, particularly when perhaps that might be a way of doing that when one is on that yak. On that yak, baby. Yeah, you know, you know. All right, let's go, man. I love that story, by the way. Let's just tell that story for a moment. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. We're in New Story. I keep talking over these things. I tell you a quick story. We're down at the Super at the uh, at the college championship game last year, and Marcus, who was the pride of LSU, we had an, a pick six last time LSU won the national championship. We're down there, and LSU was getting set to play. Uh, it was Clemson for the title that year, and Marcus was a huge part, as he remains, of Get Up. And we're down there, and we're in the hotel lobby, and we're all getting ready to go over to the set to do our show on the morning of the game. And bear in mind, we've got you know it's an hour earlier there. So we're, we're all being picked up. It's 5 a.m. And Marcus is a tad late. And he gets out of the elevator and he looks a little raggedy. And I said, are we doing yeah. all right, Marcus? And he said to me, Greeny, I'm, I was on that yak last night. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant. Honestly, I thought it meant, I'll tell you the truth now. I don't think I, I admitted this to you then. I thought it meant that you had drank so much you threw up. And thus, some people will refer to that as yakking. And so that's what that's I thought yakking. it meant when you said yeah. on that yak. No, gee, where we from? We don't throw up, bro. We hold that liquor. It gets our it gets our brain and our blood, but we ain't throwing nothing up where I'm from. I, I got you, and 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 that's one of the many reasons why you're you and I'm me. All right, now let's now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get down to business here. Okay, you were a defensive lineman. You understand the way those guys want to wreck the game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive front wants to ruin this game, and they get to do it against a banged up Kansas City offensive line. How does that play out Sunday night from both sides? Gee, you know you've heard me talk so much about the ability to rush forward and keep seven in coverage and. There is not a team in the NFL where there's more, that's more important as a defense as, as to when you play in the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we know you have to have the ability to dedicate seven guys in the coverage. And we also know the last time that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs lost, it was 28 pressures by the Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. with a four-man rush. They did not have to commit to trying to pressure Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has been as good um, facing pressure as most quarterbacks in the league have been with clean pockets right. and time to throw the football. So it, it's right, right? And and then I know just from, from playing in this league for nine years and a defensive lineman's mentality, especially when you have pass rushers like Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett, obviously, getting Vita Vea back and Dominican Sue Goldston, like they have a committee. They ha- They do it by committee. They play well together, and this game in particular for them is not just about winning their one-on-one matchups. It's also about understanding how to cover for each other, right? A guy vacates the area, 
let's for example, if JPT decides to take the underneath on the offensive tackle to try to get a sack, Vita Vale or Indominus Sue, whatever inside guy is next to his side, needs to replace him because Patrick is mobile and, and he's shown us like during this time of the year that he can be devastating in that regard. So they can absolutely take over this game if they find early that these guys can't block them in their one-on-one matchups. And then you get a level of, 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 uh, of equalness when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs offense versus the Bucks defense. The issue you have, and, and, and talking about this Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, is that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy does such a tremendous job of taking really the O-line out of the plate, like not asking them to hold up for a long period of time in a pass route. Um, Mahomes, you know, the fear of him not only being mobile but but gutting you down the field also makes guys a little bit apprehensive about just getting crazy about how they rush and all of that. We know about Tyreek and his jet sweep motion and Miko Hardman and also Travis Kelsey with quick releases and influencing defenses. So they, they still present challenges. And, look, the O-line thing is big, G. Don't get me wrong. But it's not as big as it would be because of all of the skill talent that the Kansas City Chiefs have um, on offense. But this D-line, if we walk away from this game and Tampa Bay has won it, it will be because this D-line dominated and they were able to get the Patrick Mahomes and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to keep seven guys in coverage, which you need against this juggernaut of an offense. Well, that, that's, that's, that's excellent insight there. Marcus Spears with me here. So let's go a little more. Let's do a little more sort of this is for the advanced class X's and O stuff. Hambo gave me a yep. stat. These teams played each other November 29th. In that game, mm-hmm. there were 17 passes that Mahomes threw that he got rid of within two seconds. He had thrown it within the first yep. two seconds. He was 16 of 17 for 171 yards. So now you're the defense. Like, what do you do about that? How do you counter that? Because now it doesn't seem to make a difference who the offensive line is. Gee, knowing the dilemma that you have trying to cover Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, at some points in this game, Todd Bowles is going to have to say, hey, guys, I need you to hold up for a second and a half, two seconds, two and a half seconds, and just make Patrick Mahomes pull the ball down. Don't give Tyreek easy access situations. That may mean you need to bracket. You you need to keep a guy on the inside and allow Carlton Davis to play outside and kind of funnel him into another defender. Um, That means you may have to, you know, spend some extra um, capital that you have to bump uh, Travis Kelsey when he's coming off the end of the line of scrimmage. Or when you spread him out, you try to get a safety over there that can kind of stay with him initially, right? Like the longer the play, though, obviously you're going to have issues with Kansas City. Todd Bowles has to find ways where his secondary doesn't allow those fast access throws. Now, if we checking down to backs or if we throwing screens or if we just raising up, throwing the ball out to the perimeter and trying to create it that way, we're talking about something totally different where you have to rally and tackle, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's even at a premium this game as far as getting guys on the ground. Um, but the bottom line is, they're, they're, you, look, man, and you know me, G, I've talked to you about this for a long time. Defenses get in a groove when they start to dictate what the offense is going to do. What has made Kansas City so great is that they've never been in a situation where a defense dictated how they're going to run offense. 
And Andy Reid is going to be aggressive regardless of what the score is, behind, up, whatever. He's going to continue multiplicity, different formations, different sets, use Tyreek's speed. He's going to do all of that. But in order to kind of stifle that, as hard as it is, like I'm not saying it like it's something that you can easily do. Mm. You're going to have to try to get up and get hands on Tyreek Hill or the receivers in Kelsey, and then you want to funnel them to another defensive player to either be in that window or just to take away a second or a half a second from Mahomes in order for your guys to get there. And this is the this is the, the definition that you've heard all of your time covering sports. The back end and the front has to be married. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it needs to be coverage sacks. And sometimes the defensive line needs to help those guys on the back end not have to cover for a long period of time. And that's the plan. But you have to take away quick, easy access throws and then hope that you get Patrick Mahomes to either hitch, pull the ball down, and try to find someone else. And by that time, if Shaq Barrett and Indominus and, and, and Vita Vea and JPP or Ghostin, if he's in there, if they're not there by that time, they're going to lose the damn game anyway. <laughs> Marcus Spears with me here. One more thing for you, and I think this is interesting and instructive. I don't mean it in any sort of negative way, but I've got Hembo sitting with me here, and Hembo is yeah. one of the producers on Get Up, and one of their jobs is they will talk to guys like Marcus the day before the show and get insight into what their thoughts are going to be, and, Mar- and Hembo tells me that when you spoke to him on the phone yesterday, you told him, I'm taking the Buccaneers, and then this morning on television, yeah. you picked the Chiefs. So my question is, yeah. what made you change your mind? I thought about Kansas City's defense, G. Um, you know, I fell into thinking of this game strictly from Tampa Bay's defense and how good they are versus both really good offenses, right? Like, these are two units that are very good. Um, but Kansas City's defense, man, I cannot disown how good they've been in the playoffs when it comes to – situational football. Yes, they've given up points, but they, they've also taken the ball away. I, I watched Tom Brady throw three interceptions last week. I watched Tom Brady have problems when he had pressure up in his face. All of those things, and then coupled with the fact that Spags has played against Tom. I'm not talk, I don't care about the record, right? Every game is different. You put some validity into that, but these are different schemes, different times, different teams. But I don't think we have, I, I think, I, I don't want to say it in a way where where analysts like myself here hasn't like given enough credit, it just seems like this Chiefs defense always answers. G, it feels like we get so enamored with talking about offense for the Chiefs and all of the things that they've done that we forget how good Tyron Matthew has been in the mm-hmm. playoffs. Mm-hmm. We forget that Breland makes plays. He gets penalties. He gets PIs. But we also forget that he's a long, lanky corner. Right, we forget that Thornhill came back and helped this team tremendously, and now they look like like that defense that they took down in the playoffs. So I just, you know, being enamored with what the Bucks have done defensively, it kind of just put the Kansas City Chiefs defense to the back for me. And then I had to remind myself, you know, that's a unit with guys on that unit that are elite. So I just. I'm going to take Mahomes when I feel like his defense is going to play well enough to win a game. I hear you. Hey, you behave yourself down there, okay? Enjoy it, and I will see you next week. I got you, my brother.
Have Make a glass best. of yak for me. It's Friday. <laughs> you going home this week. <laughs> Have some fun. That is Marcus Spears down in Tampa. Who's, he is as much fun as any person you could ever be around. That is for sure. And it is Hembo who is sitting to my left. And you were the one who said that to me. Yesterday you spoke to him on the phone and he told you, I'm taking the Buccaneers to win the game. And then this morning, there we are. And he's taking Kansas City. 12 hours later. He was convicted last night. Well, it was <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> one way or the other. All right, Greeny with you. A reminder, by the way, that while it would be my overwhelming preference that you spent two hours with me every single day. I sit here two hours. We have all kinds of great sports conversation and fun. If you have two hours to spend with me, let's please do that. But I get it that sometimes you have a life to lead. So if you should miss anything on the show, it is a reminder that we are a podcast. Every single day, the podcast, they take each hour, they make it its own individual one-hour podcast. It is called Hashtag Greeny, and you can find it anywhere that you get your podcasts. I will also let you know that Sunday, Super Sunday, we're jam-packed on ESPN Radio with coverage. Barton Hahn, I got to get you up early, 7 a.m. Eastern time with a couple of hours, and it takes you all the way through until Jason Fitz and Mike Golick Jr. and Kirk Morrison have the super post-game show. It's all right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All I want to do this because I, I love this list today. We do the green list every single day. My top five, as chosen exclusively by me, again, and, and, and the four, world's foremost authority on all matters. And, and I love this one. I wanted to do on this day, we've done nothing but Super Bowl lists for two weeks. I wanted to do the greatest performances in Super Bowl history. But what I quickly came to realize is there were enough great performances in Super Bowl defeats alone that it was worthy of its own list. So that's what today's green list is. The five greatest performances ever in Super Bowl losses. Number five. Thurman Thomas, Super Bowl 25, the 20-19 to 19 game against the Giants in Tampa, right where this one is. Most famous perhaps for being the Whitney Houston Super Bowl game and then, of course, the Scott Norwood game. But the best player on the field was Thurman Thomas. 15 carries, 135 yards and a touchdown. Five catches for 55 yards as well. So he had 190 scrimmage yards, which you said, Hembo, is that a record? In a loss. It's a record in a loss. It's the most yards from scrimmage any player's ever had in a loss. They gave O.J. Anderson the MVP of that game because I guess they didn't want to give it to a player on the losing team, but he deserved it. Thurman Thomas is number five. Number four. There has been one player ever to get MVP in a losing effort, and that's Chuck Howley. The Cowboys linebacker in Super Bowl V in a game in which they lost to the Colts 16-13. Jim O'Brien kicks a field goal at the end. Terrible game. Sloppy, turnover-filled. Howley had two interceptions. He was taking a shower after a disappointing loss when someone came over and said they named you MVP of this game. So he is the only ever MVP from a losing team, and he is number four on today's list. Number three. Three is Brady. And I, I, I just mentioned earlier in this hour, Brady's been terrific in all of their losses for the most part, and in particular the one against the Eagles. I was there for this game in Minneapolis three years ago. And he goes up against the Eagles. He threw for 505 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. His team didn't punt, and they lost. 41-33. Yes, he got hit and fumbled at the very end of the game, but Tom Brady was not the problem. I think if Tom Brady's nine Super Bowls, that might have been his best performance. Frankly, it might have been the best performance by any quarterback in any Super Bowl ever. It's the most yards, and it's the only instance in a Super Bowl in which a team did not punt once in the game. And yet they lost. (laughs) And so Brady is three. You might think to yourself, how could there be two better performances than that? Well, there were. Number two. Larry Fitzgerald in Super Bowl. I hate the Roman numerals. What is that, 43? Whatever that, whatever the Roman numerals are. 
the game they lost on the San Antonio Holmes catch in the corner of the end zone, Steelers 27, Arizona 23. Fitzgerald had seven catches, 127 yards, and two touchdowns. He was by far the best player on the field. He was in that postseason as good as any player I've ever seen, inclusive of Jerry Rice or anybody. What's the stat you gave me? That season, he had 1,977 yards total, regular season and postseason, the most in a single season in NFL history. Of anyone. And that's because in the playoffs, he was unbelievable. As I recall, they played four playoff games, so he had an extra game. And he caught seven touchdowns in those four games. He was ridiculous. He was unbelievable. He should have been the MVP, or he would have been the MVP of that game if they had won. They gave it to Holmes, who made the catch. You can't argue, because Antonio also had a big day. But Fitzgerald was brilliant. He was unstoppable. And that was the second greatest performance ever in a Super Bowl loss. Number one. Number one is Terrell Owens. And you might hate T.O. A lot of people, Lord knows, certainly do. Terrell Owens' performance in that Super Bowl, where they lose to the Patriots 24-21, Super Bowl 39 it is, is the most courageous performance I've ever seen in a championship setting. I called it the Willis-Reed game when it happened, but the truth is it was way bigger than Willis-Reed. Willis-Reed limped out onto the court in Game 7. Marv Albert said, here comes Willis. He took two shots, made them both against Will Chamberlain, never scored again. Walt Frazier won that game. Terrell Owens was the best player on the field, seven weeks removed from a broken leg and a torn ligament in his ankle. And he was unstoppable. Nine catches, 122 yards, played 62 out of 72 offensive snaps. He was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl. And he did it all with one of the most significant injuries you've ever seen. That was the play. The injury, by the way, is what changed the rules. That's how they started the horse collar. And that was it. And that was his last hurrah in Philadelphia, basically, because the next year he was doing sit-ups in his driveway, and that was pretty much all she wrote. (laughs) But that performance by T.O., in my view, is the single greatest performance ever in a Super Bowl loss. And so there you have it. Um, That's the green list today. And again, I really liked that list. When we got the idea to do it, I really enjoyed it. I will give you, if you're just joining me, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen in the Super Bowl in 60 seconds. Give me 60 seconds to tell you about this very special offer from 1-800-Flowers, and then I will tell you the final score of the Super Bowl. But for these 60 seconds, let me remind you, with Valentine's Day right around the corner, it's all about the wow factor. So give her a reason to brag on the next Zoom call and win Valentine's with an enviable bouquet of red roses from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 1-800-Flowers has an amazing offer for my listeners. You can get 18 red roses for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for just $10 more. An early delivery of red roses from 1-800-Flowers will let her show off just how much you love her. All the roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak, cared for every step of the way. Bouquets are limited, so lock in your order right now. Get right to the romance this Valentine's, and here's how you do it. To order 18 red roses for $39.99 or to upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more, either way, a great offer, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter the code GREENIE. That's 1-800-Flowers.com and enter Greeny. Hurry, because the offer expires today. All right, let's finish it up where we started it with uh, my prediction. And very simply, it is the hashtag KOD. You hear it here all the time. Kansas City 37, Tampa Bay 34. And the only reason I give it to you is for two words. Patrick Mahomes. He's the best. He's the best player I've ever seen. He's not the greatest. Tom Brady is obviously the greatest. And that doesn't change whatever happens on Sunday. But Patrick Mahomes is the best, and I believe he wins this game. 
because he's just too good not to figure out a way how. He also has a great coach. Andy Reid never loses a game where he has an extra week of preparation. And so I believe it'll be the combination of Mahomes and Reid that lead the Chiefs towards the beginning of what I think is going to be a dynasty. Enjoy the Super Bowl. This is not something we were promised. I couldn't be more excited. Hembo, thank you. Bubba, thank you. Thanks for the hang. Enjoy the game. I'll see you Monday. Back here, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.